Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Today's podcast is going to be entitled Mob Rule. But that's not the whole thing. The whole thing is mob rules. Some mobs are more equal than others. There is a law in thermodynamics, a basic law of thermodynamics, that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. What I'm about to do in today's podcast is explain from the point of view of political science that what happened in Washington, D.C., as repugnant as it is as it was, did not happen in a vacuum. It was a reaction to months and months and months of lawlessness egged on by Nancy Pelosi and the very same Democrats who are now on their high horses and their phony moral high ground. The very same thugs on the Democrat side who waged war against the truth and war against the American people, the 70 million of us who voted for Donald Trump. Those in Washington, D.C. committed crimes, and they should be punished to the full extent of the law. But not everyone there was a criminal. Not everyone who assembled peacefully was a criminal. Not everyone who marched in front of the Capitol building was a criminal. Those who were criminals should be judged in a court of law. But where were the Democrats for months on end months on end, as Black Lives Matter thugs and Antifa fascists were breaking the law. Where were they? They were egging them on. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. 
That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. But thank goodness for the looters, man. I don't care that much about statues. Shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that this is how this country was started people get mad and people get sick of it people are risking covid to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your present. That's where they were. So pay very close attention today. We're talking about mob rule without justifying or apologizing for what occurred in Washington. But in order to prevent this from happening in the future, we better pay very close attention to what caused this in Washington, D.C. As I said to you, what happened was terrible. And apparently to the liberal media, some mobs are more equal than others. I want to remind you that just months ago, Democrats blocked a resolution condemning mob violence. You don't know anything about that. After months and months of ignoring the thugs in Black Lives Matter, the fascists in Antifa who were rioting, beating people up, committing insurrection, taking over whole parts of cities. Have you forgotten Seattle and Portland? Have you forgotten what they did in New York City? The very same Pelosi wouldn't act. The very same Schumer, who is now on his phony high horse, argued that those who use political violence should face the harshest penalties available. He said those who perform these reprehensible acts, meaning Washington, D.C., cannot be called protesters. No, these were rioters and insurrectionists, he said, goons and thugs, domestic terrorists. They must and should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, unquote. It was cross-party condemnation of this violence. But where was this Congress on the issue of mob violence being conducted by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Nowhere to be found. The very same Democrats who are now on their high horses killed a resolution just this last July that was written to curb mob violence. The bill which was spearheaded by Senator Mike Lee of Utah, Republican, came about after an unarmed Utah man was murdered by a mob of left-wing activists. At least 30 people ranging in age from 14 to 77, were killed in largely left-wing riots in the summer of 2020. But you wouldn't know that watching the vermin in the left-wing media. Mike Lee's resolution offered a statement of support for peaceful protest while condemning violence and the desecration of monuments. But the bill was killed by left-wing senators led by Senator Bob Menendez, Democrat, New Jersey, Another bill led by Republican Rep. Ken Buck this November 
the blocking rioters and insurrectionists from our cities to keep us safe, BRICS Act, would have enabled a range of greater legal penalties for such crimes as were being committed over and over and over again by Black Lives Matter thugs and Antifa fascists. It was killed in the Democrat-run House Judiciary Committee. And so the rioters who stormed the Capitol will take a maximum of five years for rioting, an amount just between the U.S. sentencing laws for possession and sale of marijuana. Had the Republican bill been passed, rioters could have been sentenced for up to 10 years. Those whose acts lead to the serious bodily injury of others would have faced even harsher sentences. So my friends, that's the rest of the story. And today we're going to look at it again. Mob rule, how some mobs are more equal than others. And we will begin with the Old Testament. Very important you hear me. We have to go back to the moral authority, the greatest moral authority, the Old Testament, a wise and reliable starting point for discussion. Exodus 23.2 says it very, very, very clearly. Quote, you shall not follow a crowd to do evil. What happens? Well, when that warning is ignored, it plays out numerous times in the Bible, most famously in the New Testament in Luke. Crucify him. Crucify him. If only Nancy Pelosi had really read the Bible. I'm Michael Savage. Now let's look into why some mobs are more equal than others. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Before we actually look into mob rule and how some mobs are more equal than others, we must look at today's news. Good evening, Mr. Mr. North of South America and all the ships have seen the flash. New York City. Michael Goodwin wrote, Democrats blowing House control right off the bat with the Trump vendetta. Can you disagree with him? The Dems are in charge right now, but they don't even understand that by attacking Donald Trump and impeaching him again, all they're going to do is antagonize 70 million people again. Why are they doing this? Because they love division. They love to keep us divided. Do you understand what Pelosi is doing here? Drawing up articles accusing a president of inciting an insurrection? Do you understand what she's doing here? She knows it doesn't stand a chance in hell of being passed. Are you listening to that? We know that Trump was knocked off Twitter while Iran's mad mullah and other global gangsters are still allowed on Twitter by the same rules. Can you believe this? Biden, the phony, says he wants to unite the country. But meanwhile, the vindictive left is determined to divide the country even further by making Trump a martyr and dividing America further into red and blue strongholds. Washington, D.C. And what is Trump going to do this week? He's going to run the clock out in his four years in office by highlighting what he believes are his biggest accomplishments. There were many. There were many. But Biden won't back off on impeachment. Then there's Peggy Noonan. I know you don't even know who she is. She's an old political hack who used to write speeches for Reagan, uh, a Republican uh, operative. She says Trump deserves exceptional dishonor of a second impeachment. This is a disaster to believe that that's the Republican position, but it is. That's what the RNC is. And so what else is in the news? Forbes. You know what Forbes is? Forbes Media says it's targeting Trump's staffers and their future employers. This is right out of South Africa. They're going after Sean Spicer, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Stephanie Grisham, Kaylee McEnany, 
they want to attack those who worked for Trump for the rest of their careers. This is right out of a Soviet-style purge. So-called Lincoln Project, an anti-Trumper group of so-called Republicans, says it is building a database of Trump officials and they will be held accountable, whatever that means. And some are saying that Donald Trump's presidency is ending a lot like Andrew Johnson's. Well, I'm not that interested in history right now. I've given you enough. The lead story, of course, is the impeachment farce. The impeachment farce being promoted by Nancy Pelosi. She's a full-blown maniac. She's claiming that he incited the insurrection. Well, ha, 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 ha. Right. What else is in the news? Well, I knew this was coming. You see the headline? Talk radio owner orders conservative hosts to temper election fraud rhetoric, threatening them with termination. Wow. And who was that? Oh, it's Cumulus Media. Really? The very same media that I just left after a year of being tormented by them. Cumulus Media, which employs some of the most popular right-leaning talk hosts in the United States, told its on-air personalities to stop suggesting the election was stolen from Trump or face termination. Can you believe this? Brian Phillips, executive vice president of content for Cumulus. Listen to what Brian Phillips said. We need to help induce national calm now, said Brian Phillips. We will not tolerate any suggestion that the election has not ended. The election has been resolved and there are no alternate acceptable paths. The memo adds, if you transgress this policy, you can expect to separate from the company immediately. This corporate clampdown on conservative hosts by Cumulus is quite shocking. Are you listening? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Because my friends, I got out just in time. As you well know, Cumulus deplatformed me a long time ago. They took me off WMAL. They took me off WABC. They took me off WLS. They took me off many, many talk stations over the years. And I had to live with it. But my contract was up at the end of December. And here I am trying to tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth on my podcast. So now you see what's going on in Cumulus Media. Now you understand what was behind the scenes of my leaving. And this is only the beginning. I want to tell you right now that what you're seeing is only the beginning because the enemies of the truth will eventually try to silence all of us. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. What we all saw in Washington, D.C. was clearly mob rule. And all of us listening to the show see what mob rule can do when we look back upon what the Black Lives Matter thugs and the Antifa thugs have been doing with impunity for a very long period of time in this nation. Knocking over statues, destroying businesses, harassing people. Not one word from Nancy Pelosi and the others screaming about mob rule today. Now we all must oppose mob rule because as the Cato Institute has written, mob rule is no path to liberty. Let me go back to the Bible, because if we want to talk about mob rule, we shall go back to the Old Testament, which is a wise and reliable starting point. In Exodus 23, 2, it is stated, quote, 
you shall not follow a crowd to do evil. When you ignore that warning, you can see what plays out in the Bible. Most famously in the New Testament in Luke, where the crowds yelled, crucify him, crucify him. Do you see where mob rule can lead? Going back again to the mob rule we have been living through. When black mobs and antifa mobs were tearing down statues, what happened? What happened? Nothing happened. The police stood down. Left-wing mayors told the police not to react. What did Abraham Lincoln say? Abraham Lincoln said, I hope I am overwary, but if I am not, there is even now something of ill omen amongst us. I mean the increasing disregard for law which pervades the country, the growing dispositions to substitute the wild and furious passions in lieu of the sober judgment of courts and the worst and savage mobs for the executive ministers of justice. This disposition is awfully fearful in any community and that it now exists in ours, though grating to our feelings to admit, it would be a violation of truth and an insult to our intelligence to deny. Accounts of outrages committed by mobs form the everyday news of the times. That was Abraham Lincoln. We are closer now to a civil war than we have been since the Civil War. Those words ring true today, don't they? For months, we watched violent Black Lives Matter mobs and Antifa mobs roaming the streets of America, defacing and tearing down statues and monuments with no restraint and no resistance from the police and no legal consequences. The mob threatens not only the statues, as I said then, but the lives and livelihoods of all of us. In fact, the Black Lives Matter mobs and Antifa mobs threatens civilization itself and led to the D.C. riots. The D.C. riots did not appear out of a vacuum. In many ways, this unruly mob was a reaction to these months and months and months of lawlessness egged on by Nancy Pelosi and others. You may celebrate the destruction of disfavored statues and monuments, but what would you say about the vandals in Boston who defaced a monument to the 54th Massachusetts Infantry Regiment, which was the first African-American regiment to fight for the Union. Their bravery and skill were immortalized in the movie Glory. Why was that statue torn down by the mobs? Because mobs have no brains. Mobs just want to destroy. And what do you say about the outlaws in Philadelphia who defaced the statue of Matthias Baldwin, a devout, passionate abolitionist? Mobs did not discriminate between legitimate and illegitimate targets of the destruction of statues. That's because they are mobs, and they should have been stopped then, but they weren't stopped. Lincoln warned us that the lawless in spirit will become lawless in practice because of mob violence, who see no consequences for crimes. Because the Democrats and Pelosi made sure there were no consequences for the Antifa and BLM riots. We saw what happened in Washington, D.C. What is next? We do not know what is next. But we know this. As the Cato Institute, a libertarian institute, writes, mob rule is no path to liberty. No path to liberty. We saw what happened when Congress was disrupted as it was performing its constitutional duty. We may have thought it was a rigged election, 
but it was still our elected Congress. Cato also wrote about BLM and Antifa the following. They quote a Walter Olson who wrote in June during protests against police violence by BLM and Antifa, quote, it should not be that hard to distinguish between peaceful, lawful assembly in pursuit of political causes on the one hand and property destruction, assault, intimidation, looting, and riot on the other, unquote. It was true about BLM, it was true about Antifa, and it was true about the mobs in Washington, D.C., We all know that the assault on the Capitol went too far. There is a large difference between peaceful assembly and an assault upon property and people. The assault on the Capitol was a violation of all the principles that we support. We must all understand that we must support the rule of law, no matter how repugnant it may be at times. We must support the Constitution. We must be clear in all of these feelings. What did the ultra-left-wing New Yorker write about Marlboro in the Capitol? Well, they blamed Donald Trump, of course, because they're biased. But in reading their article on Marlboro in the Capitol, because, see, I read all sides, the ultra-leftist New Yorker wrote an article or had an article written and published by Ivan Osnos. And in that article, I learned that the crowds or mobs that assaulted the Capitol was comprised of a large and different group of people. Oath Keeper-style militias, QAnon, and even Falun Gong. I did not know that Falun Gong members, the Chinese spiritual movement banned in Beijing, were enmeshed in those crowds. Did you know that as rioters rampaged through the U.S. Capitol, there was a caravan of cars outside displaying signs that announced, quote, Say no to CCP, Chinese Communist Party, and stop forced organ harvesting in China? Do you understand people fear that that could happen here? I did not know that. And so this group, which became a mob, or these groups which became a mob, which took over the capital, was composed of groups I didn't even know were there. What did the ultra-left-wing Atlantic have to say? They said America is living James Madison's nightmare, and democracy is dying. They said the founders designed a government that would resist mob rule, but they didn't anticipate how strong the mob could become. So there are many opinions on what happened. Many different groups were involved in what happened. And we, the people, now have to pick up the pieces after this very, very serious intrusion upon our lives. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. You know, to just be grossly generalistic, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. What we saw happen in Washington, some are calling it insurrection, did not happen in a vacuum. This is a result of the provocation of four straight years of spitting on people who saw what was being done to Donald Trump and to those who support Donald Trump. 
But it began before he took office. It began with Hillary Clinton calling us, the American people who believe in the rule of law, borders, language, and culture, us, the ordinary American, deplorable in every name under the sun. For four straight years, there was hatred in the air. In an age of hate started with Hillary Clinton. The mental pollution she put out against the patriot movement. The mental pollution and hatred that was put out as Black Lives Matter. Antifa went on a rampage of burning and looting and beating. This went on for a long time. And this hatred spread like a virus. There was no outcry from Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, and all of the other fools who hold themselves up as, I don't know, role models for America. They're the worst in America. The media did this to us. The hatred of patriots, of conservatives, of right-minded Americans, of Donald Trump and his voters, produced a mob rule that we saw culminating in an insurrection in Washington, D.C. What happened was wrong, but it did not happen in a vacuum. It was an example of what mob rule could do when it leads to mass hysteria. And this was just the beginning. I do not think it is the end because the reaction to it, the reaction to what happened in Washington, D.C. has yet to be seen. The left does not just hate President Trump. The left hates this nation. The left hates this nation. And we have seen what mob rule has done before. Whether the mob under Louis Farrakhan or the mob that used to be known as Occupy Movement. Remember the Occupy Movements? No one said a word in the media. But how did this mass movement that Donald Trump started get to the point that the mob got out of control, broke windows, and invaded the Capitol building, causing such widespread destruction? Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to earlier cases of mob rule and mass hysteria, as far back as Columbus. And we'll talk about whether the mass movement is run by Mao, Castro, Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Muhammad, Farrakhan, Hitler, Stalin. It doesn't really matter. The cause and the symptoms are actually the same. All of these movements rely upon a certain fundamental anger, with the exception of perhaps modern Christianity. In the beginning, Christianity was not born of, nor was it spread by the gospel of hatred. Christianity was born of love and spread through the gospel of love, overcoming the gospels of hatred in the past and during our time. Can you say the same about other religions? But what about what happened in Washington, D.C. the other day? In the book, The True Believer, Eric Hoffa wrote, mass movements can rise and spread without belief in a God, but never without belief in a devil. He was arguing that the strength of the mass movement was proportionate to the vividness and tangibility of its devil. Tangibility of its devil. An insight not lost on Adolf Hitler. Hitler once said that if the Jew did not exist, we should have then to invent him. He went on to say, it is essential to have a tangible enemy, not merely an abstract one. 
In the case of the mob in Washington, D.C., there was a clear tangible enemy. It was the media. It was the liberal government that wants to break down our borders, that wants to turn the nation into a polyglot nation where there is no single unifying language. And, of course, the attack upon our culture by the vermin in the media and the vermin in Hollywood. Eric Hoffer tells the story of a Japanese mission visiting Berlin in 1932 to study the National Socialist Movement, lamenting they had no devil equivalent to the Jews in their own country of Japan. Chiang Kai-shek of China had the same problem in galvanizing his mass movement when he failed to replace the vanquished Japanese with a new devil. But here in America, the new Jews for the left wing or the progressives are Trump and his supporters. The hatred for Donald Trump and his supporters was at the same fever pitch as was the hatred for Jews in early Nazi Germany. They hate the patriarchy, the family, the church, white people, the police, the military, capitalism, conservatives, the Bible itself. They're all hate panadas for the hysterical left wing. They attacked anyone and anything the liberal media told them to hate. As Thomas Jefferson wrote, I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who reading newspapers live and die in the belief that they have known something of what has been passing in the world in their time, end quote. Well, that's just as true today. Do television viewers who watched the riots in Washington, D.C. really knew what caused this, what was passing in the world in their time because they watched ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN, and MSNBC? Was the news presented by these left-wing outfits really representative of what had been the undercurrent and passing in the world in our time? No. They showed you snapshots, not a movie. And what we're living through right now is a mass hysteria primarily of the left, but not solely of the left. How absurd the left has become in their hatred of Donald Trump and those who voted for him. Their hatred reached a new fever pitch, comparable to mass movements in totalitarian states, and finally the mobs snapped. The hatred of Americans who love their nation, their borders, their language, their culture, their religions, became mainstream, especially on CNN and MSNBC. Now, Fox does not really use hatred as a unifying principle, but the news czar of CNN was apparently raised on the mother's milk of hatred because it's all his marionette spew. Whoever it is that runs NBC must also have been suckled at the breast of hatred because that's all you hear from MSNBC's mouthpieces. It's their stock and trade. Samuel Johnson, one of my favorite essayists, wrote the following in 1780. Every man has a right to utter what he thinks truth, and every other man has a right to knock him down for it. Martyrdom is the test, unquote. Now, what does he mean by martyrdom? What does he mean by that? What does he mean by martyrdom is the test? He means, are you willing to die for your belief? Let us hope you don't have to, but anyone can shoot off their mouth and provoke a mob. But here in America right now, you know which side you're on by who you hate. If you hate Trump, you also hate white people. It's just stock and trade of the, of the left. Many white people hate white people. With impunity, by the way, they hate themselves. Because they've concluded that all people who voted for Trump are racists, which on its face is absurd. But the unhinged hatred of the left and anger allow them to believe it. And they go on watching and listening to hate 
and preaching hatred for anything they disapprove of, calling them Ku Klux Klan, white supremacist Nazis. Today, the word racist is used the way communist was used in the early 50s. They used to smear people by saying, are you now or have you ever been a communist or a communist sympathizer? And now these new left wingers play a new game, which is, are you now or have you ever been a racist? That's the one word that fits all they hate. Now, ironically, while there certainly were people wrongly accused of being communists during the so-called Red Scares, the accusations of communism or sympathy with communism during the mid-20th century were mostly true. How do I know that? The Venona Project proved communists had infiltrated Hollywood, newspapers, academia, and even the government. At least two members of Franklin Delano Roosevelt's administration, Alger Hiss and Harry Dexter White, were Soviet spies. You didn't know that. And in America today, while racism certainly exists and some people are rightly called out for it, the accusations of racism against anyone and everyone who criticizes a non-Caucasian person in any way are mostly unfounded. While African-Americans and other minorities suffered real inequities during the first half of the 20th century, virtually all institutional racism by some level of government, that fight was won. Today, the idea that people of color are disadvantaged is just another case of mass hysteria, propagated mostly by people who have no one's best interest at heart but their own. So if you voted for Trump, fill in the blank, you're a racist. If you believe in the Second Amendment and own guns, you're a racist. If you believe in the traditional family, the traditional institution of marriage, or the church, you're a homophobe. If you are a person who achieves some degree of financial success, you're a capitalist pig who hates poor people. If you support the police, you're a racist who hates blacks. If you support the military, you're a mass murderer. If you go to a NASCAR race, well, you can see where they're coming from, don't you? Some things change. Some things never change. By and large, the primary readers of newspapers today are old progressive or self-described liberal whites. And so they, they appeal to them with their propaganda sheets attacking police, patriotism, the traditional family, the military, and one race in particular. For example, newspapers in San Francisco don't exist anymore. When I moved here, there were two good newspapers, the San Francisco Chronicle and the Examiner. But they died. They died because they submitted to covert propaganda under the thumb of Nancy Pelosi. For example, rarely do these newspapers in this left-wing maniac city of mine ever show pictures of criminals unless the criminal is Caucasian. When they showed the Proud Boys, they wouldn't show that the leadership was largely Hispanic. They only showed white people. The physical characteristics of a minority criminal are almost never shown in the San Francisco newspaper. Neither are the names or religious affiliations of terrorists released unless it is impossible to conceal them any longer. Looking at what happened last week in Washington, you have to understand it did not happen in a vacuum. This was building for years. It was building, as I said earlier, even before Trump was elected. It began, if you want to put it another way, it began with Hillary Clinton calling all of us who love borders, language, and culture deplorables and spitting on us. I'm going to give you an example. You may recall that a few years ago, in fact, on June 4th, 2018, the Supreme Court in a landmark 7-2 decision said that the misnamed Colorado Civil Rights Commission had trampled on the rights of a Colorado baker who declined to make a cake for a gay couple. You remember that case? Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote this in the majority opinion. 
The commission's hostility was inconsistent with the First Amendment's guarantee that our laws be applied in a manner that is neutral toward religion. What we learn, what history failed to teach us, but the Constitution ultimately did, is that mass hysteria cannot, must not, and will not be tolerated in this nation. Did the newspapers across the nation celebrate this affirmation of one of our most basic, cherished freedoms? Of course not. Instead, they blared the following, quote, In a narrow margin, Supreme Court rules in favor of Christian bakers, unquote. The vote was seven to two, not in a narrow margin. Only editors in the grip of mob rule mass hysteria could call that margin narrow. A few months ago, a headline I posted on my website, michaelsavage.com, screamed the following. Fascist libs in UK arrest anti-immigration protester, impose total press silence. Liberalism will bring about a civil war here if this is tried, unquote. Does it sound familiar? In England, they had arrested the anti-immigration protester and activist Tommy Robinson, head of the English Defense League, without charges. The judge then imposed a total press blackout on the arrest. Does it sound familiar? Because it's coming here. They redacted the charges, saying they will be shown to the public after he is released from prison. A van full of police officers pulled up and told Robinson to stop live streaming, even though he wasn't disturbing the peace in any way. This is an example of the religion of liberalism run amok. The religion of liberalism is now running amok in America. The religion of liberalism. This is what happens when a religious fervor takes over a political movement. Something that is happening all over the West among anti-populist, anti-nationalist, and in America's case, anti-Trump mobs. Mob rule has led to mass hysteria. And this mass hysteria must end before it ends us. So how did we get to this point of mob rule? What holds true for the future of our nation? The basis for fomenting and maintaining hysteria have been in place long before there was even an America. Only the goals and slogans have changed. You understand that? In other words, if you see what happened in Washington out of context, you could just call them any name you want. But we have to go back to the past to understand what's happening in the present and see it's all as a prologue to the future. Because I am telling you, I am so concerned about the mass hysteria choking our nation. We saw it in the mobs, but it was the mobs were provoked by the media and by the left for many years. It was manifested in shouting and bullying against us. It hardened our adversarial stances. Why was there no such outcry when the blacks were rioting in the streets? Do you remember the looting in New York City, Los Angeles, and everywhere else? Robbing clothing in the name of social justice? Brand new luxury cars filled with thugs pulling up in front of department stores, emptying them out after the police have been neutralized by the very same press that is now neutralizing the patriot movement? What's next? Well, here are three topics you'll instantaneously recognize. Guns, Donald Trump, and Russophobia. Gun control. Well, we'll talk about that because it's going to be, it's going to be a big story very soon. Luckily, none of the people in the mobs in the Washington, D.C. riots used guns. Thank God. Oh, yes, one gun was used by a security officer who killed an unarmed Air Force veteran, shooting her in the neck. Anyone know his name? Anyone know the name of the thug who killed that poor woman? No, it's been hushed up like Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge, 
I'll talk about guns another time. Now, I could talk about Donald Trump for a while. I don't think I want to do this. But he's not the Antichrist. Every commander-in-chief, like every human being, makes mistakes. But the way the mainstream media and social media have fanned the hatred against Trump and his supporters, they are the ones who provoke not only Black Lives Matter into rioting, Antifa into rioting, but the so-called conservative patriot movement into rioting. It was the media that did it. It was the mainstream media and social media that fanned the hatred. They made it look as though everyone in that crowd were antichrists, were bigots, misogynists, haters. No, but most of them were ordinary Americans who had had, had enough. No one in the media will interview one person in those crowds of last week that was simply Americans who had had enough of our borders being melted down, our language being distorted, our culture being stepped upon, but most importantly, the months and months and months of violence in the streets of America that went unnoticed by the vermin in the media. Not one word. They wouldn't call it rioting. They wouldn't call it looting. They wouldn't call it beating. They called it mostly peaceful protests. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. In conclusion today, in concluding today's podcast entitled Mob Rule, How Some Mobs Are More Equal Than Others, I want to be very, very clear. What we saw in Washington, D.C. was unacceptable, and those who broke the law should be punished to the full extent of the law. But 99.9% of the people did not break the law. They were actually acting out their rights of peaceable assembly. Those who went to do violence and did violence broke the law, and they should be punished to the full extent of the law. And these very same laws should be applied to Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or any other groups that cross that line. Now, this just came in minutes ago. The FBI itself, our FBI itself, has just confirmed everything I have told you today. Nancy Pelosi's insanity and her power madness, invoking the 25th Amendment to get rid of Trump, according to the FBI, and I'm quoting now, would cause a huge uprising and armed protest before the inauguration, says the FBI. This is a bulletin obtained by ABC, confirming that the law enforcement agency has received reports of an armed group planning to travel to D.C. on January 16th. So Pelosi and her minions of insane leftists should be forewarned by the FBI itself, who has just warned, quote, Quote, if Congress attempts to remove POTUS via the 25th Amendment, a huge uprising will occur. End quote. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. Democrats and even some Republicans have called for Trump to be ousted, including those I have mentioned. The fact of the matter is we know this is a stunt. It would be unlikely to pass the Senate. All it will do is provoke armed rebellion in the United States and in the nation's capital. Now you know the rest of the story about mob rule. Thank you for listening to the Savage Nation podcast.